So hi, this is Brad from uh, Coffee for Closers. Uh, today, my guest is Chad Lafferty, uh, Managing Director of Wall and & Case and Board Director at uh, EQIQ. Uh, Chad, thanks for joining us today and making time. Thank you very much for having us. How have, how have you guys changed your business model and your, your style of business during the, the, the COVID times? Yes, yeah, so it's been pretty amazing and, and pretty, I want to say drastic, but it's just kind of, you know, it, in some ways it felt like it kind of happened to us, but we were lucky in that we were prepared. So remote was something that I was always kind of like personally, um, I was like, yeah, it'd be nice, but there's all these challenges and it's going to be really hard. And so last year we started doing these kind of experiments where we'd have, you know, a remote day for the entire company. And we had some fun with it, you know, we would like experiment and see where people were and what people were doing. And it was, it was interesting. The idea of uh, implementing some sort of remote system into what we do has, has been there for a while. Uh, and then everything happened this year with, with uh, COVID. And in March, uh, a couple of weeks before the lockdown uh, or the emergency order, I guess I, sh I should say, yeah. technically, we'd made the decision to close our office and go 100% remote. Well, the timing was kind of perfect because we had just gotten a, uh, like a remote dialing system dial pad. We've been Slack users for a long time. We all have laptops. And so there was really no barriers for us to go remote, except for the mental ones that I had that I was like, oh my God, this is going to fail. And an amazing thing happened. Uh, March was a record month for us for um, new placements. Although we haven't quite kept that amazing level, we've done well. And so the transition, while not seamless, certainly the way that we ran our business and the progressive attitude that we've had for years helped us a lot because we already had built-in systems. We already had um, a lot of like trust and accountability amongst the, the people. And so that mental shift wasn't nearly as difficult as what I was expecting. And people really rose to the occasion. And so from our point of view, it was such a success that we've decided to completely change our policy. Uh, and we're going to be a blended work environment from now on where people can choose to work remotely 100% uh, of the time if they choose to do so. All of our meetings will be held by video first. So we're kind of approaching a lot of things from a remote first mentality, but we're leaving, the, we're going to keep the office space. Uh, we're going to probably redesign it so that it's a little bit more, um, I guess, functional for what we want it to be now, rather than a traditional office space. It's more going to be a gathering space. It's going to be a place where people can uh, come together for the social relationship parts of their motivators, um, which is, you know, generally pretty high, uh, in our company. You know, I think salespeople and recruiters tend to be quite social people. Uh, and so having that element is, is very important for us, I think. So it's had a pretty drastic effect, um, but it's been a, a positive effect overall. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously every company has had to, to make changes, right? Um, but it, it sounds like, you know, you made changes that were pretty much already in line with what, what you had started and it was an easy, you know, progression. But it's also interesting to know that you were saying that, you know, it is the new business model from here on out. I was kind of interested to get your input into, you know, because you're working with startup companies, right? Are, are you finding that they're having the same problems or, or is it easy 
for them to pivot because they're still in the startup mode or you know some of the older more established companies i think are finding it actually quite difficult to to pivot obviously because of cost logistics policies and everything but i yeah. mean what's your what's your take on that some of the either your existing clients or just what you've seen in the market i think one of the bigger challenges that every company is going to run into at some point is I mentioned the mental aspect. So you have, of course, the physical aspect of, of working remotely. You know, there's challenges around that, like making sure that employees have good Wi-Fi, but also physical location. You know, apartments in Japan can be quite small. Do you have a comfortable place to work? Those are questions that, you know, not everyone has answered yet. So over the longer term, those kinds of questions have to be answered by companies and by startups that aren't providing, or at least um, are asking people to work uh, from home more often. Um, the other side is the mental side. And this is something that we've noticed, um, and I've personally noticed, you're much more susceptible to burnout because you're always like 10 feet away from your, your home office, right? And so, you know, I've had to change the way that I think the first three months, like after the first month and a half or so, right up before Golden Week, we really noticed that people were starting to like, you know, the stress levels were going up and, and uh, burnout seemed like a real thing. And there's so many factors that are contributing to that. I mean, number one, you know, during that emergency period, you weren't even supposed to go out. And so, you know, people were staying at home mostly, which um, I think has, um, I don't want to say trauma, but for some people, it probably is traumatic. Yeah. But it's certainly disconcerting for people to be that isolated and, and, uh, and alone. And I think that again, the work hours when you're working remotely tend to be pretty fuzzy because again, you roll out of bed, you don't have, when you take a train, there's like these markers in your day that's like, I'm working, I'm not working. And when you're working from home, those things tend to blend together. And for me personally, it started to really bleed into like, you know, my evenings, my weekend. And so I've had to be a lot more strict with myself about like, okay, when am I, when am I on and when am I off? Um, and how do I manage that? And we're trying to communicate that to people within the business as well. Other things like um, holidays, nobody's taking holidays. Where are they going to get? Right. But people need holidays. Like this is a tough job. Like people need to relax. They need to de-stress. They need to do something else. Right. They need to get away and uh, sick days as well. So, you know, I've noticed um, in the last few months, there's just almost no sick days being taken. Because again, you roll out of bed, you might not feel your best. If you had to get on a train, you'd be like, mm, nah, not doing it. <laughs> it's not worth it. But now you roll out of bed and you're like, oh, I'll power through it. But then your productivity is going to be terrible, right? Yeah. And so we're trying to get people mentally to understand that they still have to approach working from home in a similar fashion that, you know, if you're not up for it, if you're not feeling well, if you're not at your best, then take a day off, right? Take a holiday so you can refresh. And I think that that's something that um, is gonna take longer for people to adjust to. And I think that's gonna be one of the bigger challenges over the long run, rather than just the logistics of how do you get everyone laptops or how do you get everyone um, communicating online? The mental side of it is going to be as significant um, when you look at six months, a year, two years down the line. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there there has been a, a quite a lot more, you know, articles and 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 
you know, chatter about that, right? Um, I mean, we, we label it as kind of mental health, but it is. I mean, it, it really is burnout, right? I mean, it's it's not yeah. even for me. Like I've been working remote and and kind of independently for a long time, but I I find that I I can't take a whole day off, right? But I, you can take a couple of hours off, right? <laughs> you know, and that, that makes a lot more difference than like, okay, I'm going to take three days off. I don't think I've ever taken three days off, but you know, it, it is important to take like a few hours off, right? I mean, no one's really watching the clock, right? So um, exactly. yeah, definitely interesting. But, but, and that's one of the things that we've shifted as well. I mean, we had flex time before, but now, you know, and I think it was like April, we just started communicating to people like just, you know, do your job at the end of the week, uh, at the end of the month, you know, at the end of the quarter, we all have things that we're accountable for. And whether you do eight hours in a row or whether it's four and a two or three hour break and then four, it doesn't matter, right? And so that's something that we have to adjust to as well uh, in terms of how we talk, how we manage people, all, all of those things are very closely related, so yeah. Great. Well, hey, thanks again uh, for your time today and uh, all your insights. And definitely for any, um, any viewers out there um, that are interested, uh, feel free to, to reach out to Chad directly um, or the people at Wall & Case. Um, and again, thanks, thanks for watching. Uh, Chad, thanks for joining us. Brad, thank you very much. It was great. All right. So thanks for watching and uh, stay tuned for more great content from Coffee for Closers. Take care.